Hey, good morning. What's going on? It's your girl Cece from Putting the Pieces Back Together. And y'all, I am literally putting the pieces back together. But I want y'all to be on this journey with me. And I know I say that all the time, but I've had some real conversations with some real people and more people are, you know, just talking to me about, like, I want to know and I want to see this journey. But for real, for real, the only way I've been able to make it through this journey is the word of God. And in a time period when so many people are going against the word, I'm trying to draw you to the word because the word is the only thing that has kept me grounded. And there's an amazing woman of God that I go to church with. And she said that we have to quit reading the Bible just to read it for knowledge. But we have to read it for what it is, for the living word that it is, and for the pulse of our life to continue to be. And y'all, when she said that, it did something to me. And this morning, I was praying and I was reading my devotional. And I was like, I don't want to read my book. Shameless plug, I'm reading um, Disruptive Thinking by T.D. Jakes. If you don't have it, you need to go get it. But I read. I was reading my book and I was like, I don't want to read my book. Today, I want to read my Bible. And as I was reading my Bible and as I was praying, God said, read it with the people. And I was like, read it with the people. So, hey, guess what? We about to read. So this first month, these next few days, I'm going to be reading 1 Corinthians with you guys. So I want you to grab your Bible. Pause this episode, go grab your Bible. If you don't have a Bible, download the Bible app and just read along with me. And the reason I want you to read along with me is because I want you to know exactly what this word says for yourself. Don't just go to church and trust the pastor for what he's reading. You take your notes and then you go home and you open your Bible and you reread it and you get even deeper revelation for yourself. Don't just stand on his word. You got to stand on the word of God. So go get your Bible. Pick it up. Go get it. All right. You got it. I got mine. And so I'm reading from the New International Version. There's different transliterations of the Bible. Um, Just for those who don't know what a transliteration is, it just means a translation of a translation. If you want a, a little bit of a background Bible knowledge, I'm going to tell you the Bible was written in three different languages. Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek. And a lot of the translation of the Bible was lost. A lot of knowledge was lost when the different translations happened because of the context of the words. So oftentimes when I just study the Bible on my own, I go back and I try to research, was this original scripture written in Hebrew? Was it written in Greek? Was it written in Aramaic? And then when I research that, I need to know what this word meant in Greek, what this word meant in Hebrew. Like that's how I study. So oftentimes when I do these read-alongs and I go into a deeper study, I'm going to say this original scripture was written in Greek or Hebrew or Aramaic, but not today. <laughs> that ain't going to be today. That's for a different time. So today I am going to be reading the first chapter of Corinthians. So 1 Corinthians 1, and I'm going to give you a breakdown of what that meant. But prior to reading this, so you can have background knowledge, Corinthians was written by Paul. And if you're not familiar with Paul, Paul was a crucifier of Christians. Okay, hear that again. Paul was a crucifier of Christians. He crucified Christians, but now prior to crucifying Christians, his name was Saul. Prior to being rebirthed, his name was Saul. And Saul was a crucifier of Christians. He was killing those who, who called out, who called on Christ, killing those who 
um, said that how I'm a Christian killing those who preach the word. And I'll turn around a few chapters later, this man preaching on gospel of Christ. Um, and that in itself should tell you something. But Saul was on the road to Damascus when God called his name. And in the midst of that conversation, God struck Saul blind, changed his, um, God struck Saul blind, had him travel. And then in that process, he was changed. And so I just want you to keep in mind that this book of the Bible was written by a man who previously was crucifying Christians. That is really his previous story before he started speaking the word of God and preaching the word of God. He was killing those people who was doing the very thing he's doing now. Need y'all to keep that in mind while we read First Corinthians. So pick up your Bible. Let's read First Corinthians chapter one and one. Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God and our brother Sothenus to the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be holy together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ their Lord and ours. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in him, you have been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and in all your knowledge, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God, who has called you into his fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another so that there may be no divisions among you and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. My brothers... Some from Chloe's household have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized into the name of Paul? I'm thankful that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius. So no one can say that you were baptized into my name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I don't remember if I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with words of human wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand miraculous signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. 
For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him boast, boast in the Lord. Amen. All right. So that's the first chapter of Corinthians. And hopefully I didn't read too fast. If I did, go back, slow it down. But I wanted to talk to you just a little bit because as I was reading this and prior to I was reading this, I really struggled with God, I need to have it all together before I get before your people. I need I need to be whole. I need to be fixed. I need to be healed. I want to get before these people and still be broken. But when I was reading this, it was like God was just saying, was showing me why. And so as I was writing this morning before I started recording, I wrote, sometimes we feel like we have to have it all together to be who God needs. But that's not true. We have to be willing and obedient and willing to go through this process to be who God needs at this time. And so I wrote also my downfall is I feel like I have to have it all together when I really don't. I really just need to be obedient. And so Paul went back and he said he was asking like, don't you remember who you were before God called you? Don't you remember that, you know, you were tax collectors. You were in the world before he called you. And so he's reminding them that here you are preaching to people that you got to have it all together to be up here with me. And that's not true. They weren't even all together when God called them. When God called Paul, he was Saul killing Christians. So why would you feel like you have to have it all together? And that's what I'm telling you. Like, y'all, I don't have it all together. Let me just be real. Let me be honest. I still struggle. I'm still struggling. Um, I just came out of a bout with depression. Um, just dealing with feeling like I had to have it all together. And because I didn't have it all together, I felt like I was falling apart, y'all. And that that was my own mind. But that's not true, y'all. Like, my car was repossessed not too long ago. I was getting notices about me going to lose my house. I was losing my mind. Like, y'all, it was just so much going on. And I was like, God, this can't be me. This, this is not who you called me to be. But these are the things that I have to go through in order for me to be able to tell you that, you're going to be able to make it through. You need to go ahead and walk in who God is calling you to be because you're not going to have it all together. If I had all the houses and all the cars and all of the money and I look good all the time, would y'all even listen to what I had to say? No. 
Y'all want to see the struggle, but then y'all want to talk about the struggle. And maybe not y'all, but that's what people feel. So I'd rather just do this when I'm all just a mess so y'all can see what God has done. Y'all, God has truly began to shift me and change me. And it's not because I have it all together, but it's because I'm willing and obedient to his call and the purpose that he has on my life, y'all. I'm still a mess. <laughs> I still have so much that I need to work on. Yet, I've seen where God has brought me from. And I want other people to experience the goodness of God. So in my brokenness and in my mess, I'm going to do that. Y'all, just like Paul was saying in this Bible. And I want to highlight this scripture. The scripture that I really want to highlight is 1 Corinthians 1 and 27. And 1 Corinthians 1 and 27 says, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. 28, he chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. God chose the broken to heal the broken. God chose the weak to heal the weak. Because if I was never broken, how can I tell you how to be fixed? If I was never weak, how can I tell you to be strong? He chose those things to nullify what people think are strong. That's it. Because we look at people on these high pedestals and when they come crashing down, we're like, oh, look at you. Mm. I thought this and I thought that, but that's not who he chooses. And for those very reasons, he chooses the weak people. And in the process of them being willing and obedient to follow him, they become stronger and stronger and stronger. And then those people who remember how they used to be are like, okay, I need to know what you did. I need to know who you're connected to because I remember when you were broke. I remember when you were struggling. I remember when your car was repossessed and you was asking me for rides. I remember when I got that letter in the mail to my house and it said, hey, I need to talk to this person because they're behind on the... I remember, but now, girl, you driving all the nice cars. You living in the nice houses and you'll be able to say, oh, God did this. Because the scripture says, let those who boast, boast in the Lord. So I'm going to tell everybody about the goodness of what God did for me. Because I remember last month when I didn't when I didn't know how I was going to eat. I remember last month I didn't know how I was going to pay my light bill. But God made a way. That's what I want to share with you. That's what Paul is saying in these scriptures. That's what 1 Corinthians is saying. That he's not going to always choose the strong. He's not going to choose those who are already strong. He's not going to choose those who already have all the money. He's not going to choose those who already have all the influence. Y'all, we live in a world where people want to be influencers. But the greatest influence is that of God. In the scripture, it said he didn't choose the influential to change the world. He chose you, y'all. He's not choosing these influencers. He's not choosing these celebrities. He's choosing you. And in turn, the word again says, God will make your name great. Y'all pick up yourself. Go and do what God has called you to do. Because in that, you will be healed. In that, you will have victory. In that, you will see the greatness of God. Live out 1 Corinthians. Live it out. If you are fool now, that's okay. Be a fool for God. And watch those foolish things be the ones that draw more people to God. Y'all, I'm putting the pieces back together and I'm doing it with you. So today we were at 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 
our highlight scriptures was 1 Corinthians 27 and 28. And listen, I want you to go back and I want you to read 1 Corinthians. And at the end of this, there's going to be a question and answer section. I want you just to tell me what scripture touched you the most and why. And I may come back even later on tonight and tap back into it. So y'all, thank you for joining me. Thank you for spending this 15 minutes with me of hearing me talk to you and read to you out of the Bible. And yes, guess what? Join me tomorrow for 1 Corinthians chapter 2. All right, you guys, remember that you are not your yesterday. You are not your mistakes. You're not those problems. You're not your pain. But you are healed, chosen for this moment in time. God bless you. Wait, 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 y'all. I'm tripping. Let me not close out without a prayer. Okay. God, I come to you this morning, first and foremost, just saying thank you, God. Thank you for bringing it to me to share the scripture and to share the word with your people. Thank you for bringing it to me in a way that I am able to share with them, God. But God, even more, thank you for touching them to listen to this particular message to read this particular part of the Bible so they can understand that they may be broken, they may be hurt, they may have been raped, they may have lost their car, they have may have went through molested, they may have went through all of these horrible things, but that does not stop them from being chosen by you. So God, allow us to walk in the freedom of knowing that the foolish things confound the wise, the weak become strong, God, because we are in you. So let us walk in you boldly with our head held high, being able to proclaim that I am a child of God and I am walking into my God calling. So God, I thank you, God, for them seeing that they don't have to be all the way together. They just have to be willing and obedient. So I speak willing and obedience over their lives right now in the name of Jesus. And even when it gets tough, God, even when it gets hard, God, strengthen them, surround them with people that will remind them and continue to tell them who they are. Let them trust you for all that you are going to do in their lives, God. Begin to turn things around for their good. Your word says that all things work together for the good of those who love God. And because we love you and because we are becoming even more willing and more obedient to share your word, to do the work that you have called us to do, God, all things are going to work together for our good. And for that, God, we say thank you. We love you. We praise your name. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise belongs to you. Amen. And with that, you guys, I'm out of here. Remember, you are not your yesterday. You're not the pain, the mistakes, the brokenness, the problems. That's not who you are. You are exactly who God called you to be. And I can tell you, I can say with you, and I want you to say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. I am not my yesterday. Y'all be blessed.